What's up, everybody? This is Word of a Rebel. And today I want to talk about independence. Very specifically at its core, what is independence and how can you achieve it in your life and in your household? When we think about independence, we think about freedom of movement, right? You know, no restrictions or very few restrictions, really. Um, and that you're free to move about as long as you're not harming other people. As long as you're not damaging something that belongs to other people or damaging them themselves, right? But that everything else, you're free to make decisions and make moves without fear or anxiety, or at least not having too much fear or anxiety, right? Now, whenever we think about independence, we think about financial independence a lot of the time, because if you are someone who has enough financial resources, then you have the freedom to you know, make purchases as you so please, anytime that you please, right? And perhaps being financially independent also means that no one at a job can control you. And not that they, you know, when we have a job, like, you know, there's certain requirements, right? And there's certain schedules and certain things that you have to follow. And what I mean about they can't control you, they can't push you past a certain point, and get away with it. Because we've all been in that situation where we were financially insecure, right? And we were stuck in a job that could, you know, tell us, hey, well, you have to stay three hours later. And if you don't, um, you could potentially lose your job. That's the kind of what I mean about being controlled by a job. That's what it looks like. And if you are in a financial situation where you are 100% dependent on that job to provide for you, then that's what it means to not be independent. So having a job, you can still be independent, right? You can still have your freedom to make choices and things like that. But once again, that particular type of independence is connected to the finances, so let's look at what independence is at the core of it, because it's not just finances. If you're independent, you have ease of access to food, water, shelter, clothing, and security. All of these things for an independent person are easily accessible and not in threat of being taken away. All right, what else can independence look like? Independence can look like um, having direct control over your household as far as education and, you know, choices that your household makes. That's what independence is. And, you know, it's truly an American ideal where we strive for this level of independence, for this level of freedom. We appreciate personal freedom to make these decisions for self and for household. See, the definition of things doesn't change no matter what scope or perspective you're looking at it from. Whether you're looking at it on a nationwide scope or a personal scope, right? If we think about every declaration of independence that has ever existed for any country, because there have been several independence uh, days you know, and that celebrate independence around the world from colonizers of various types, and all of them at the core of it is the exact same thing that personal independence includes, which is the ability to control one's economic resources, the ability to direct one's own personal choices and actions, as well as, you know, directing and controlling your own household, having that freedom. That's what it means to have your needs secured and safe and your personal freedoms of self safe, having that personal dignity protected, right? 
So how do you achieve it? What are ways that you are already personally independent? Whether or not you feel that you are completely independent, which I don't think any of us truly can be, unless we plan on living in the middle of a forest, uh, living off of the, you know, the trees and berries and things of that nature. We're never going to be 100% independent because to be 100% independent means you have to do without the benefits of modern technology. So we have to think of more in terms of what level of independence do you already have? And what level of independence would you like to achieve? So looking at your household, what are the things that you are truly liberated and empowered within, right? Go ahead and make a note of that, you know. Um, do you feel that you have control over your own body? Does each person in your household have control over their own body and the choices made, made about their body? And for some people, that's going to be a no. There have been some circumstances where people feel like when they go into certain spaces that they feel that someone has tried or might try to have power over their body. Okay, so if you feel that this is an area of need within your home, and it's interesting that an ambulance is passing as this is occurring, um, what are ways that you can add empowerment to that, that physical freedom, that freedom and safety and independence of your body? What are ways that you can secure that? And it may seem, you know, for some of you may be like, wow, this is a great exercise. And some of you may say, well, this should be something that's already naturally understood. Well, if you've ever felt oppressed, you already know what it means to not have control over your body. Not 100%. To feel like someone might violate you as it pertains to your body, right? And so this is why I'm trying to get you thinking in terms of independence and what it means and what it looks like. Because if you can assess the areas of need, then you can more readily find solutions. So that's why this whole thing today is just going to be getting you to think about it. I'm not really going to provide too many answers. It's going to be more like these are the questions. Maybe start jotting them down. Like, okay, so number one, physical, personal security and independence in that, in that realm of your life and in your household's life. Okay. Okay. Now, another area of independence to think about is the education of the children and adults. You know, the freedom to choose the education techniques and to direct that education, that course of that education. It's the reason why I advocate so vehemently for homeschooling, because especially in charter schools, but in public schools in general, you know, some public schools are run very well where the families do have control over the education, where the families are communicated with. So public school isn't bad in essence. It's how it's applied as with anything, right? So if you feel like your public school or private school keeps you informed and they truly are um, focused on the success of your child and all the children that they are educating, then by all means, keep, keep, keep your children in public school or private school, whatever it is. That's a great school situation. You know, if you don't, if you don't have a desire to homeschool, then you don't have to, if it's not a point of necessity. You see what I'm saying? So, but maybe you feel like for you personally, you feel like the public school is not properly attending to the education needs of your children. And if that resonates with you, then let's talk about how you can get control. Will it mean going to the school board and or the administration's office and advocating? You know, if you feel that 
it's not possible to achieve a homeschool environment in your home, by all means, do that. Do the advocation. You know, keep a paper trail, emails as well for everything that is discussed so that way you have a record of it. But when it comes to homeschool, one thing I can tell you is you are a lot more empowered than you realize. There is a homeschool uh, group on Facebook that provides free homeschool curriculum ideas and tips and tricks and things like that. Uh, I am I personally also have a large supply of homeschool resources that I can also share with you. But, you know, access that group to get access to hundreds of parents who are ed- experienced in homeschooling from, you know, their kids and learn how to do it free because it is very possible to do it free. And a lot of people will say, well, is it really a quality education? Absolutely. So before you even get started on that conversation, yes, it is a high quality education. We live in the digital age. Do you understand that everything as far as education is accessible, readily available through digital resources and also through bookstores everywhere you go? Libraries as well. Libraries are an amazing community resource. We definitely need to utilize them a lot more. Go to a library. You don't even have to spend any money. You know, and then you don't even have to go every day. That's another thing. Like homeschooling education occurs any time of the day, any place that you wish, uh, and you set your schedule. That's what's so beautiful and brilliant about it. You can still get a high quality education around your schedule and around your child's schedule. Now, when it pertains to socialization, getting the kids involved in community activities, community centers, libraries, uh, local sports teams, uh, music classes, art classes. There are so many free things that are available and not often accessed. So yes, your child can be properly educated in a homeschool setting if you just very simply decide, okay, once a week, where's my kid going to have socialization? And the rest of the time, what resources am I going to use? Like I said, hit me up if you need some homeschool ideas or join that Facebook group. Um, It's the, the free homeschool ideas group on Facebook and you can do it. And I also have a video to show you how to do it. It's a 30 minute video and I promise you it's not going to be that hard. It's really not. And your kid is going to learn a hell of a lot and really get to either and move at their own speed as well. So when it comes to education, that's the first thing that jumps to my mind when I think of independence is, you know, deciding, do you feel, do you feel empowered in the education access that your family has and do you not? And how can you strengthen those, um, that independence? Now, beyond that, what are other forms of independence, independence, financial independence, um, your household independence, your neighborhood independence? Are you able to move about freely and safely and comfortably within your community? Okay, and what can you do to address that if you can't? See, these are all these different areas of independence that we can think about. Now, when it comes to other forms of independence, I am a strong advocate for every household having solar power access and having well water access if there are underground waterways accessible to the property that you live on. And the reason for that is, you know, if if anything happens with the city's water supply if every household had its own well system then there would not be this dire need whenever there's an issue because everyone would have easy simple access to a well to water in and not saying that we would want to have that necessarily every day but in the emergent situations whenever we find out there's contamination in the water system um, we can very simply divert usage to the wells, temporarily speaking. When it comes to solar power, okay, 
So if there's any issue with the energy grid, then the house can be converted over to the solar power um, sources. Or, honestly, we should have the option to be fully solar powered and not have to rely at all on the city's uh, utility system as it pertains to that. Now, when it comes to the water, I really firmly believe that we should remain with public works because it just, it is easier to manage on a large scale. Um, in keeping the water pressure and things like that really flowing into your home properly, a well is going to have a harder time doing that. But I personally believe that that should be available to everyone. Um, and then another thing when it comes to independence is access to food and fresh food. This is why I strongly encourage people to start a garden, a simple garden, just putting some food items in your yard and then growing from there because one of the things that I loved about my childhood was that we had gardens and we had a small farm and that there was access to uh, corn and tomatoes and okra and potatoes and um, you know just a few little food items like that right and it really goes a long way and you know if you personally don't feel like you can grow food like that then maybe participating in a community garden where you have gardeners and farmers who are experienced in the cultivation of food crops guiding the process for everyone in a particular community. I love the idea of urban farming and urban gardening. Uh, and also, you know, in rural areas, obviously there's more space, you know, but some people may feel like they're not good at it. So how can you encourage um, you know, someone in your community to assist with growing a community garden? Also is farmer markets, like support the farmer's markets. And then you have access to low cost local produce and you're empowering your local economy instead of having things shipped in from other spaces. See, each of these things that I've mentioned today is about independence. It's about independence on a personal level and independence also on a community level. So when you go through and you think to yourself, I just want more independence because we know the more independent you feel, the more empowered you are, right? Independence and empowerment go hand in hand. And then with that comes a relief, less anxiety, less depression, and just more confidence and more encouragement and more you know, comfort and social ease whenever we find that communities as a whole can achieve greater independence. And it starts at home. It starts with you first. Because you can't really advocate for other people to start achieving independence in these various parts of their lives until you start to address it in some way. And nobody has to do all of these things. Like you don't have to be 100% independent in all these areas. It's not about that. It's about gaining some more control over your life in ways that make sense for you. Because as I mentioned, some people might not want to divert their education independence, for example, from where it is right now. And some people might feel like they can't grow a garden. But if you look at different aspects of your life, where do you feel that you could use more independence and that you want that independence? And what can you do to make that happen? Because as soon as you start taking action, you're going to feel more powerful and there's going to be almost like a psychological high in essence as you achieve these goals and this freedom feeling. Because one of the most painful things for me have been the times in the past where I felt financially trapped. I felt like I was basically imprisoned to a, a, a financial pain, a financial entrapment is what it felt like. 
I know what that feels like. It was, it was literally mentally debilitating. And I would, I would, I was constantly on edge, constantly frustrated, overworked. And I was like, you know what? Eventually I got to the point to where I was like, I don't care. I have to do something. I have to break out of this. And it took going through the discomfort of change. That's what the psychology of adjustment is all about. Change is uncomfortable. And the initial, you know, decision to make that change is going to be fearful when you start to make these changes, but you know what you need and it is worth it to get through that discomfort as you are adjusting to changing your life. And you know, the year of 2020 has brought in so many changes that in all honesty, I feel like this is that moment that if you haven't already, that this would be a brilliant time to realize that with so much changing around us, this is the time to make changes because you're going to have less resistance from others and structures and systems. There's going to be less resistance to you making personal changes. Think about that for a second. This is a moment of great revolutionary potential on a personal level, on a community level, and on a national and global level as well. But it all starts on the personal level. I look forward to hearing your stories. Please share them with me at Word of a Rebel. What are some parts of your life that you want to make changes in? And what do you think those changes are going to look like? Where can you find the resources and information to get those changes going? What is it going to look like for you? What are you going to do? What are your first steps? I would love to hear your stories. Be sure to hit me up at Word of a Rebel on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Word of a Rebel. You can also hit me up, wordofarebel.com, or you can email me, jessica at wordofarebel.com. If you're interested in any of the real estate information, you can email me at jessica at revolutionrealestate.org. That's jessica at revolutionrealestate.org to get more information on financial independence and how real estate can participate in that endeavor. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.